Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. The mindset that we bring to any situation plays a key part in overcoming challenges and really enjoying our unique paths in life. On Thoughtful Thursdays, I like to explore emotional topics that are relevant to CRNAs and other providers. I think of this as my therapy, and I hope you learn some tips and tricks that you can use along your own journey. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, and now on with the show. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. As always, I like to start these shows off with a quote that gets me thinking. William Shakespeare once said, the mind of guilt is full of scorpions. Now, this is a great topic. Guilt is one of the universally shared emotions, and it can be one of the most challenging burdens we can carry. We can feel guilt for a variety of reasons, and as a nurse, it can become heavier and heavier over time. Guilt is described as a self-conscious emotion, meaning that it involves reflection on oneself. It can be based on acts that we have committed or ones that we think we've committed. It can be based purely on thoughts as well. The first thing to really know about guilt is that it is a natural emotional response when we cause harm to another. Sure, it is self-focused, but more than that, it is highly socially relevant. It can encourage us to repair valuable interpersonal relationships or discourage acts that can damage them. And this is a good thing. Maybe that's why so many parents, myself included, have used guilt as a motivating factor when raising our children. I mean, there aren't too many kids who actually want to disappoint their parents. It can help kids to make morally upright decisions. It can be such an effective tool. I mean, there really are starving kids in Africa, you know. But its effects are actually very individualized. I don't need to look any further than my own children to realize how dangerous that tool can actually be. For my oldest daughter, any forms of guilt seem to really affect her self-esteem negatively. And she needs coaching to not get down too much on herself. My son in the middle tends to compartmentalize guilt to particular tasks, and it doesn't seem to affect his overall confidence much at all. And my youngest just doesn't really give a flip because she'll do her own thing anyway. To paraphrase Darth Vader, we have to constantly find new ways to motivate her. The amazing thing is that research suggests that children begin to feel guilt in their second year of age, and they may try to make up for guilt-inducing behaviors. While the experience of guilt and associated behaviors will continue developing throughout childhood, it's clear that the ways in which we are raised can really frame how we see the world around us later in life. Guilt can be passed down from generation to generation, and without real self-reflection, it can be detrimental to our growth as individuals. Guilt, which is often tied to some specific harm, real or perceived, can become shame which more generally involves negative feelings about oneself. Shame and guilt can become self-perpetuating. In fact, guilt is often tied to mental health disorders such as PTSD, along with survivor's guilt, OCD, 
and depression. With all of these disorders, guilt is in a two-way relationship. It can cause or perpetuate the disorder, which can then cause or perpetuate the guilt. Guilt and OCD are closely tied. When you feel guilty about a thought or action, it can stick in the forefront of your mind. This may cause an obsession regarding the action that you took or the thought that crossed your mind. Of course, you'll then need to make up for it by taking action to relieve that guilt. The constant focus on guilt and compulsion to make it right may not end, resulting in OCD tendencies. If you've ever read the If You Give a Mouse a Cookie series with your kids, this may sound familiar. In the beginning, the mouse wants a cookie, which leads the friends on a wild reactionary adventure, resulting in being back where they began, which is wanting a cookie again. With OCD, it can work in the other direction, too. If you obsess with a clean home and you vacuum the dining room carpet every night, you may feel guilty if you forget to vacuum one night. You've broken a code that dictates your beliefs, and the results can plague your mind. Depression is the other common disorder that guilt enables. It manifests as feeling bad about feeling depressed, and it compounds over time. And heck, sometimes you may feel guilty about feeling good, which leads into that negative spiral. With depression, the guilty feelings are typically irrational. It's so easy for us to create perceptions of our own failures in our minds. Those thoughts can stew in our heads, and then our actions may reflect those emotions. This swirling pool of negative thinking and acting can become consuming, which makes recognition the first step in its reversal. Excessive guilt can result in numerous consequences if not properly addressed. From anxious obsessions, depressive tendencies, and even physical symptoms such as restless sleep, muscle tension, upset stomach, and digestive problems. But while most guilt is internal, it is regularly conditioned by external factors. And what this means is that what you have learned can be unlearned. With the right guidance and training, you can recognize the signs of excessive guilt and condition yourself to reflect with positive thinking and reinforcement instead. This is really key to learning how to let go of much of the guilt burden that we tend to carry around without knowing it. Now, I know that I have moments where I feel a rush of hate or anger. If I want peace of mind, I have to make sure that I don't act in ways that I will later regret. This is where the practice of stoicism has actually helped me. I don't want to spend years of my life apologizing for times where I was rash with the folks that I care about. So I try to make choices that reflect my values as opposed to living in a more disoriented way. Recognizing my emotions and heading them off at the past helps me to have more self-control when I need it. We know that not all things are within our control either. Uh, if we can reflect on factors that are beyond our control, we can truly begin to consider whether the standards we hold for ourselves are too unforgiving. We can also acknowledge what we know now that we didn't in the past. Noticing our own growth can be a remedy to avoiding unnecessary guilt. Here are some articles and books on our topic today. Of course, uh, you know, psychology today is always a great research. I've got some links to a little bit of WebMD in the show notes. Um, and then there's also a stoic mini lesson on the topic of guilt, if you're interested. As far as books, uh, The Power of Letting Go by John Perkis is a great one. And let That Shit Go by Nina Purewall and Kate Petru. And I'm sure I butchered her last name and I do apologize. But as always, I would like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. 
And I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or topic that you'd like me to cover in a future episode, uh, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and I cover those topics in our uh, future episodes. I hope you'll join us next time. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.